Welcome to the Tweet Trends Podcast. Hey, Yvette, what's trending today? Hey, I'm Yvette. Hey, girl. And you are tuned into Tweet Trends. It's the quickest way to find out what's trending today. Hey, let's keep this vacation conversation going. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to Tweet Trends. In the last episode, we talked about vacationing, where it came from, and who was the guy that had the bright idea to do it in the first place. But then there were some issues that came out of it where you had the rich people that just could not take the roughing it type lifestyle. So then these creative, innovative people, these entrepreneurs, save the day for them because they created hotels and resorts and things like that. So the rich could actually still get away, kind of get to where they were talking about going, but still be able to maintain their style of living, even if it is away from home. The other issues that came up dealt with schools where it just became really chaotic because people stopped sending their kids to school. So then the legislators were like, well, why not? Let's just go ahead and give the kids a break. Let's let them just stay home for the summer, run frolic in meadows and do what they do. And if their parents want to take them on vacation, they can do that too. So today I want to talk about kids and the two types of vacationing, whether it's a stay-at-home type vacation or if it's a getaway type vacation. So for the people who couldn't afford to go, let's start with them. In the late 19th century, all of these accommodations were being made for people to keep their kids out of school. So if they wanted to go on vacation, they could. However, the idea of going on a trip, you know, we had railroad systems that were up and running, but going on a trip still meant that you were going to have to take some type of extended leave of absence from your job. And the average American just could not afford to do that. So then time goes on and you've got Henry Ford and they're making cars more available, more affordable. And that slowly changes what, what, you know, the the country is looking like because more people are owning cars then we continue and then you get the interstate system so now there are more cars on the road going between city to city and you know being able to go to these different destinations these vacation spots so then it's like okay it's becoming a little bit more affordable for people to do things and then the big kicker was after World War II, thanks to the GI Bill, then more Americans became college graduates. They got better paying jobs at bigger companies, and these companies were offering benefits. You got things like health care, and you also got two weeks paid vacation. And that right there is what set it off for a lot of families. They were able to do that. Now, of course, we know we're not speaking about all families because things still weren't all that equal and equitable back then. 
But we're just talking about just the general American population type thing. We're not, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Not today. But so you had your rising middle class wealth, the unprecedented car ownership, and then the paid vacation, like I said, the summer vacation for the schools as well, made it like a free-for-all. Everybody's chomping at the bit, even though it was still only a small percentage of Americans that were doing it, especially on a year-to-year basis. It was still something that was picking up momentum. So then you think about it, whether they wanted to go to someplace and be in nature, they wanted to go to a historical site, if they wanted to just go hang out with family in another city, that was available for families to do. So now let's fast forward to today. Today is a little interesting because nowadays, in this year, a lot of people are trying to go on vacation. And the reason being is because we had to sit still so long during COVID. And so now people are just like, oh my gosh, we got to get out. We got to take advantage of every opportunity we have because we'd hate for that thing to come back around or something similar to it. So you have all of these families that are going on vacations. However, there are still barriers when it comes to this whole summer vacation thing. Because even if your job gives you two weeks vacation, kids get 12 weeks off for summer vacation. Well, what does that mean? You can go on vacation with your kids. Let's say you take the whole two weeks. You still have 10 weeks that you got to figure out what to do with your kids. If you're not a school teacher and you're out like your kids are, then here's where it gets a little tricky. Summer camp. That's where a lot of the parents send their kids, especially the younger ones. As they get older, I think people just kind of leave the kids at home and leave them to their own own devices, literally, pun intended, because of all of the video games and whatnot. Kids are on their computers, on their phones, on these games all the time. But for the younger kids that really shouldn't be staying at home by themselves, they're having to go to summer camp. Let me tell you about summer camp. It's expensive. If you don't have a kid in summer camp, if you haven't done camp in a minute, let me tell you, talking to my mom, funniest thing, her idea of summer camp is a camp that you take them to and they stay there the entire summer. First of all, she never sent me to one of those camps. So how she even knows about a camp like that, I don't know. I've got questions for her on that. But nowadays, camp lasts a week, two at the most. You can pay weekly for camps. Now, granted, there may be some stay-away camps that do last longer, but you are going to pay a pretty penny for them, or they are being sponsored by some bigger companies, big entities that's fitting the bill for you, but don't get it twisted. It's costing a lot to house them there. The camps that are local, that you drop them off every morning before you go to work, those things run at least $200 for a week. And most of them do not provide meals. So you still have to pack a lunch for them. You got to get them there. You got to get them back. It's, it's bonkers. Seriously. So when you think about whether it's the entire 12 weeks for camp, which would run a parent roughly about $2,400, 
or if you, you know, being generous, say only 10 weeks, still that's $2,000 of extra funds that you have to find from somewhere. So in some cases, parents are like, I might as well stay home, keep working, because I'm going to need that money, that extra money when I can be working overtime or whatever to be able to pay for my child to be cared for while I'm at work and I know that they're safe. Now, the other part I want to talk about are the kids that are going on the vacations. I think it's great when we can expose our children to different places, different cultures, different foods, those sort of things. But let's go to the actual travel portion of the trip. Let's say you're in the car. You're going someplace by car. What are your kids doing? Nowadays, they're probably on their devices. But back in the day, we used to have fun pads. And I don't even know what you call those little plastic pads where you lift up the film and you write with the little red plastic pen on it. And when you're done, you lift it up and you just keep going back and forth with that. That was really good for playing tic-tac-toe. Just saying. Um, You play I Spy. You play like rhyming games. You do the license plate games where you see where the people are from. All of these things where you got to talk with your family. And then eventually at some point, everybody's knocked out except the driver. Um, that type of thing, I think we need to bring back. If you're not doing those types of things with your kids in the car, I think you're doing them a disservice. Because then as they have their kids and technology gets better and better and better, it's still that whole strangers in the night thing, the two ships passing. You're all in one place, but nobody's communicating with each other. We need to bring that back. Because even when you get to the destination, don't act like your kids aren't still trying to be on their device. Because I've seen it. I've been to family reunions where there's a kid sitting off to the side, not interacting with anybody. And for the most part, people will leave them alone. It's like, you know what? He's having fun over there. I'm going to let it go. But uh-uh, no. That's unsat. Get your kids involved. Get them talking to people. Talk to them, you know. Get them asking questions and being inquisitive. Don't let them veg out by themselves in a corner and have their eyes on that device the entire time. That's not good. That's not the business. That's not what you want to do. Because you have to think about it in a future type view. If you allow them to do this, then when they have their kids, they're going to know what they did. And so that widening divide there just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I get it, parents. I get it. That whole are we there yet thing is no fun at all. None. But when you think about like, Places on the interstate like uh, 95 when you're headed towards North Carolina and you're seeing all of these signs for south of the border. I love that south of the border does that because it gives the kids something to look forward to and to count down the miles and get excited about. Even though once you get to south of the border, there isn't really anything there. It's not like an amusement park. Now, if they did that, then that might be a real like situation because then parents are going to have to stop there and at least get on a ride or two before they continue on on their trip. 
right now that's just a restroom stop but i'm just saying as far as the travel portion if it's in a car get them involved talk to them now if you're going on a plane that might be a little bit different because you don't necessarily want to disturb other people around you by playing loud games and laughing a whole lot and all that sort of thing um and then if you have a larger family, you may not even be sitting all together. It might be a parent with a little kid here and another parent with another little kid there. You might be able to get three of y'all on a row. If it's a bigger flight, you just might all be able to sit together. You never can tell. But longer flights, of course, you tend to have movies that you can watch. But they do have games on their little system as well that you can play with other passengers on the plane like in another seat so if you do have a parent that's sitting someplace else you can still kind of play with them but it's still on a device so i'm kind of still like not all that excited about it if we can go back to coloring books and reading books hey that's the thing right there reading a book then i think that the whole travel experience would be um be a little bit better you know you can do kind of like a reading club with your kids where you have the book and your kids have the book you know you can get them from the library you don't have to go out and buy these books and you read them together and then you can just discuss what you read or read it aloud in the car let the kids read aloud to you or not in the, not on the plane though yeah on the plane you'd have to have your own books but in the car sure read along all day the bus, mm, I've never ridden on a bus before, so I don't have any tips for the bus. The train is kind of like the airplane with way more legroom. I'm loving the train. Um, and you meet some pretty interesting people on the train too. But still, you're in that public type setting, so you kind of don't want to get too buck wild on the train because you want to respect the other people around you. But those are just some suggestions and ideas. My own personal two cents. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. And yes, there will be one more installment of our vacation talk. Because I want to talk about what this guy did back in the 40s and 50s that was set up to help parents out. Because, you know, they say that necessity is the mother of invention. And that's exactly what this person did. And... um yeah, it was a pretty big deal. It still is a pretty big deal. So I want to talk about that, but I'm just kind of teasing you here. I'm not going to say what it is or what I'm talking about. You got to come back for the next episode. So you know where to find me, Twitter and Instagram at HeyEvette. That's at H-E-Y-E-V-E-T-T-E. Or just look for the hashtag Tweet Trends. See you next time.